Hello everyone, Callie Hannah here with a quick disclaimer from the future, 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 future. <laughs> the episode you are about to hear was recorded prior to my public coming out as a transgender woman. As such, you will hear myself and others refer to me by my dead name and he, him pronouns, and that is not how I want to be referred to now. I, well, I go by Callie and I use she, her pronouns. Uh, the rest of the episode has been left as is for the purposes of historical preservation, but uh, just know that it is not accurate to my current uh, gender identity. Thank you, and enjoy the show. The hipster and the nerd. Yes, hipster and the nerd. The nerd. One went to the genius. The other is quite absurd. Exactly which is which. Off the fence is which. Yes, good sir. The hipster and the nerd. 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 Hipster and the nerd. Created by Steven Spielberg? No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Hipster and the Nerd, the podcast where we discuss movies, TV shows, comics, video games, and all manner of geek and pop culture to see what we can make of it. I am Chris Hanna, and with me is my co-host, Brian Brecker. How are you doing today, Brian? Uh, I'm good. You know, the apocalypse is going on. <laughs> That's true. We are still in the middle of the of the uh, global pandemic at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that'll be over eventually maybe uh, yeah. hopefully <laughs> but anyways um since this is the first episode of our podcast i suppose you could say that uh we are on the edge of greatness uh i i suppose you could say that i've mostly just been coping by watching really shitty 50s and 60s sci-fi b movies oh i was i was I, the thing is i was i was doing a bit Oh, on, my on, on the theme song, and that. Uh... Oh, I see. <laughs> this is off to a great start. <laughs> anyway, I um, usually skip past the Shiva opening. Well, how? Do I... Well, we'll 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 get into well. Well, you shouldn't have, especially for this season. But anyways, we're talking about Shira, everybody. Shira season five dropped on Netflix. Almost a week ago at the time of this recording, like by t- tomorrow, it'll have been a week. Mm-hmm. And so, and we are going to discuss all of our thoughts. We're going episode by episode to give this thing some semblance of structure. And warning right now, and it'll be in the title as well, full spoiler discussion. This is full spoilers. If you are not caught up and you don't want to be spoiled, you have been warned now general non-spoiler thoughts are it's really good and you should watch it so um <laughs> you should yeah yeah and you should, um, yeah and just so everybody knows we're not talking about the 1980s jms created shira with no Larry we are talking about the <laughs> new netflix reboot i don't know why we would talk about the 80s version aside from ha- having a laugh at it i guess maybe question mark <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I, I I've heard some people say that it was better than He Man. It's better than He Man, but that's not that's not a high bar. Um, you know, a lot of the backgrounds in He Man and Shiro were actually taken from uh, Filmation's previous work on Star Trek: The Animated Series. Oh, really? 
Really? Well, I mean, that's the thing in 80s cartoons in general, that all the, that even though the animation is always terrible, the background art is, like, amazing. Yeah. But that's getting, that is a different discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, all right. So, starting off, episode one, Horde Prime. So, this picks up a little bit after season four. Like, it, it's clear sometime... Like, it's not immediately after, like, some time has passed, but it's fairly shortly after the end of season four. The the sword is broken. Uh, oh, yeah, so that there's your first big spoiler right there. At the end of season four, she broke the sword. So there's no, Adora broke the sword, so there's no Shira. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a, they've, they've left Bright Moon, they've established a rebellion camp, and... The arc of the sort of the arc of this episode and something I actually really like about this season in general is Adora learning to fight on her own and like not needing She-Ra. And that's and we and we'll sort of get into this as we talk more about the season. But I like that it takes a significant amount of time to like get She-Ra back. It's sort of like it's sort of yeah. like the arc in Spider-Man 2 where he loses his powers and then they play raindrops keep falling on my head where he takes the giant bite out of the hot dog. <laughs> yeah, and then, hot dog. And, and then when, when, when it's needed, Spider-Man realizes that the power was in him all along. And that's really what happens with uh, She-Ra or Adora. It, it's, it's, it is somewhat similar. Only the difference is that Peter didn't really want to get his powers back initially. Whereas Adora, is very much she is running like head first into danger like I, I have like one of my first notes here is adora determined to stand on her own to her detriment <laughs> but here's the thing though is don't you think that maybe subconsciously what's going on is that she doesn't want to be shira because she knows what the first ones did and that makes her well, powers go away i think that is definitely why she it's definitely why she broke the sword mm-hmm. certainly because of finding out about you know her being a weapon mm-hmm. and and it's it's at least probably partially why it does take some time but i do but you know i, I wouldn't say that's entirely it because she is clearly she is still very much determined to fight she has a bow staff now she does um yeah <laughs> which i enjoy joy i'm kind of i'm kind of glad they didn't just like give her the sword again like even though they still have the chunks of the sword with them mm-hmm. and given who these people are i'm a little surprised nobody tried to like put it back together with duct tape or something <laughs> you mean like yeah what, what's that sword in the lord of the rings that's given to aragorn i forget its name oh crap yeah oh, damn it that kind of reminds me of that. Us about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> turn the king to get, but, they give aragorn the sword and he's like oh yes my sword yes my sword <laughs> Yeah, it's, ugh, people are people are gonna yell at us about it, and we'll probably. <laughs> it's okay. We don't have any viewers yet. That's true. <laughs> um, that is true. Oh, also another detail um, that has sort of like become a meme in the wake of this. That I love that Adora's hair just gains that poof just by her like tying it back. Mm-hmm. Like she has her hair down, and then she puts the hair tie in, and then the poof just magically appears. It's like it's like. Um... <laughs> If you watch Star Trek Voyager, Catherine Janeway has this insane hairstyle going on the entire time where it's like this insane volume and then brought back and it never changes. And I always wonder how they got it like that. And I guess it must be how Adora did. Maybe she just has naturally poofy hair. Yeah, there's there's got to be some... She's got some... Etheria has 
clearly great conditioner. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where she's getting it from, but it is, it's really working for her. And also um, something, I, uh, a line I uh, wrote down here is that there's still the rebellion, even though they're sort of like camping out is still very much actively trying to help people. And like, there's a bit where they're talking about trying to liberate certain kingdoms and Mermista at one point just goes, can everywhere stop getting invaded for like five seconds? And I found that very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that I noticed later on, and this might be jumping the gun a little bit, because I forget which episode this was in, but they said that the rebel ship was called Grayskull. Uh, oh, yeah, that comes that comes later. That's That's a lot later. And we will definitely discuss that detail because it's something... It's a small bit of storytelling that I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is that is much later on in the season. Season, but believe me, we will definitely talk about that. Mm-hmm. And um, all right, let's see what else. What else did I? What else? Was, what was going on with Glimmer? Because Glimmer was being yeah. Because um... Glimmer, because yeah, Glimmer's in space jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she is on the Horde Prime flagship, and this is where we find out that her magic doesn't work. Yes, because she tries to teleport out and she can't. Mm-hmm. And there's also, and this is sort of uh, Katra's initial like mini arc at the start here is her trying to pull the working up the ladder stuff again. Mm -hmm. Cause she's very much at the start here. She is like, you know, like, you know, as long as the the whore, the whore, I think she says, I forget whether it's this episode or one of like, um, like, like episode like two or three, but she says something like the horde is still the horde even in space. Yeah, but the problem is, right. is that there isn't really much room to get ahead when you're working for a literal hive mind. Like, yeah, it's like leader. I put one of the, I stri- one of my bullet points is straight up the horde is a cult. <laughs> yeah, it's not just that it's it's a cult; it's that everybody's connected, and everybody has to follow the same orders. So there isn't really room for Catra's regular treachery. Yeah, it's very much, and I also this is the beginning of the Glimmer and Catra banter. Mm-hmm that sort of carries on both in the early part and the rest of the season that I, I very much enjoy. Um, is there anything else I wanted to, um, Oh, I forgot. This is the, uh, this is the episode that has the most awkward dinner party in all of existence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> between Glimmer, uh, Katra and Horde Prime. And I, and I like how like she, he just brings out like a jello cake. He's like, this is a, a rare delicacy from a distant world that no longer exists. And I like the idea that it was just like planet jello or something. <laughs> well, it's it's a rare delicacy, you know? So yeah. Um, I, also like, I also like how Glimmer doesn't eat it because she's like, this is genocide food. Yeah, it's genocide food. She, she's just like, no, thank you. <laughs> and they and I think both she and Catherine just exchange this look like, I don't even know what the hell is happening here, but I am very scared. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, Horde Prime is kind of scary. He has two. Horde Prime he has is... two extra eyes over one of his eyes and under one of his eyes yeah. that doesn't really seem to have any function. What what is what are those two other eyes about? Um, it's possible that they could have something to do with like him connecting to his clones, which sort of becomes a big thing later on. Oh, oh, oh I, I wrote this down. I love the I love the little moment where they're like trying to liberate the camp and Adora, uh, like returns the cheer at all yes yeah that was very mm-hmm. cute uh, oh yeah uh surprise uh, yeah surprisingly perfect duo of scorpia and swift wind of all characters yes scorpia has a really good arc this season i think 
Although um, there's something I would uh, get to later once we get to like the finale episode that I'd like to talk about. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go yeah, uh, basically, um, if we can just jump ahead uh, a little bit, Catra and Scorpio's relationship has always been weirdly toxic, and I wish they may have explored oh, yeah. that a bit more. That's, I mean, that's fair, and I could, I could probably uh, bring that up with even Catra and Entrapta as well. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, this is the best season by default because Entrapta is in every episode. <laughs> that's that's science. Um, Entrapta is pretty and, good. I like seeing her slowly integrate into the crew over these episodes. Yeah. Um, I just like seeing her like live her best life. Like even in this, uh, even in this first episode, how she's just going off about space. Like it's just like, yeah, you do you and Chapta. You're very good. Is this is this the episode where the spaceship is introduced, or is that the next episode? Uh, that's the second episode. Yes. And uh, if there if there if there was anything, um, we- okay, two more things I think on this one that I like how Horde Prime immediately catches on to Catra's whole like scheme, like the working up the ladder. He's immediately like. Like, you know, yeah, I, I know what you're up to and it's not going to work here. Although I do have use for you. Like, it seems like maybe he should have just kept telling her that she could rise up the ranks instead of, like, you know, calling her on her shit because that would have helped him man- manipulate her longer. I mean, that is that is also true, but I, I don't think Horde Prime particularly cares. That's true. He's very, he's kind of, he's very arrogant in mm-hmm. that way. And yeah, I do. I also, and I do like how Adora by the end sort of learns that she's not alone. Her friends are kind of her true, her true strength. She, she has a lot of, and she realized sort of her potential in leadership because the end, she's like calling point on everyone else for like the battle. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, uh, Adora is really working through some stuff in these early episodes. Oh, yeah. definitely. And uh, I think one final point on this opener is that I like how when they go to the uh, other camp, it is in the secret part of the secret mm-hmm. woods. <laughs> we went to the deepest part of the Whispering Woods. It's just like, okay. So what happens in uh, episode two? All right, launch. Okay. So this is, all right, so I'm going to be upfront right now. Apart from the final episode, this is the episode I took the most notes on because this is an Entrapta-centric episode, and I love I like Entrapta. I think she is a good character. Yeah. I think anyone anyone who knows me knows that Entrapta is by far my favorite. And so in this episode, um, hold on, I'm going to look back at that. I guess I have Netflix synopses open here on standby. All right. When Adora takes a much needed rest where Mr. Reluctantly leads the princesses into the freight zone. So Entrapped can try to trace Horde Prime signal. So yeah. So Adora, Adora needs to sleep. Um, at one point she says, my body is betraying me. And is and that is a mood <laughs> right there. <laughs> and, oh, and Horde. Oh yeah. This is the episode that opens with Horde Prime putting out a bounty on her. Because he, because he immediately is like, like I know you are like gathering around this sort of beacon in Shira, and uh, and like, you know, if you go to me, you will achieve true peace. So all you have to do is like hand over, hand hand her over mm-hmm. to me, and that is a smart move. That is a smart move. Um, <laughs> that is a smart. So, in this episode, uh, they go into the spaceship, right? 
Um, this is the episode where they the episode ends with them launching into yeah. space because that's that's why the episode is mm-hmm. called that. And what's going on with Entrapta at this moment? Entra- so basically, at the beginning, the other princesses are very much they've kind of they have some both understandable and a little bit like a little bit like you're being a little I don't know if racist is the right word, but overly biased sort of against her because she has been for actually most of the show at this point been kind of emotionally and psychologically manipulated by manipulated by really by Katra and by the Horde into working for them. And now that she is back, the other princes are kind of like, well, how do we even know she's, do we know she's trustworthy? Mm -hmm. She, for the, is she just going to go off with the Horde as soon as she sees another shiny object? Because these people do not, because the, because these, I, I don't think the other princes are very sensitive to neurodivergent individuals at the beginning of this episode. I'm going to be, you know, quite frank about that. <laughs> well, Entrapta, um, she's not the easiest person to work with, to be fair. That is, I mean, like, I will, I will not entirely deny that. that. And I, but I do like, I think one of the things I really like about this episode in general is that sh- this is the episode I think that definitively shows that she does care about them. It's just that she has a hard time because A, you know, at this point, I they don't explicitly say it in the show, but it is canonical that she is autistic. Like they're like one of the writers did confirm mm-hmm. that. And also, and I know this is a background detail, but she was kind of raised by robots. So she doesn't exactly I doubt she had that much, if any, real human interaction before meeting the 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 princess you know when you 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 sent me a picture of that portrait and i'm not sure she was raised by robots maybe she got she was old enough and she didn't have parents so she built robots as her parents well yeah i mean like well something to that effect she's still relatively young in the Mm -hmm. portrait so like she had biological parents something happened and then she built robots and trapped a prequel story when Entrapta Freakles, yeah, honestly, where is my Entrapta spinoff, mm-hmm. Noel? <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> um, yeah, and I do like, and one of my sort of favorite moments is that, so they are, they are, uh, they're having a conversation about like how to rescue Glimmer, and the way she sort of breaks into that is, so clearly one of, you know, as, as someone on the autism mm-hmm. spectrum, you know, we have like special interests and clearly one of Entrapta's special interests is, is, is in space. And she like immediately sort of as her strategy, like breaks into the conversation, like, Oh, hello. Hi. Were you guys talking about space? space. <laughs> have you ever noticed that every horror film's fourth sequel is in space? Not, I don't think child's play for that's true. Actually. Space. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of hell. I know yeah. Hellraiser 4 is in I space. I think Leprechaun 4 is either in space or in the hood. No, I think in the hood is Okay, <laughs> and then um, yeah. Jason doesn't go to space until the 10th movie. Yeah. Yeah, Jason X. Why are we talking about this? Uh, I was thinking about space. I'm sorry. That's true. We were talking mm-hmm. about space. <laughs> um, it's fine. Oh, this also has a little... Um, uh, and little great moment from frosta who i feel in general gets a little sidelined this season yeah. but i do love how at one point 
she makes the the like big ice fist, and they're all like, "What are you gonna do with those?" And she's just punch hard prime. Punch hard prime. <laughs> yeah, That's punch hard prime. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's going on in the plot of this episode? Because I forget. Because I binge them all okay. really, really quickly. That's true. And uh, so basically, they are going to one of the horde spires because Entrapta needs to get close to it in order to track the signal to try and find yes. a glimmer. Yeah. So and 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 there's moments where there's this whole like major. Oh, okay. Bef- yeah, and tra- and we see throughout that Entrapta is very much determined to get the signal, which proves that she very much cares cares deeply about you know these people. And I do like there is a there's a scene, and it's before probably my favorite scene, and the scene that like the the clip has been going around of. But there's well, I this was actually part of the clip, I think as well. But like there's a great scene where she walks out into one of the the Horde Prime. Uh, like drones, and she's just like, "Well, hello, <laughs> you're very technologically advanced." And she just has this face. Yes, this, like, oh, this is the <laughs> "Let's Save Glimmer" episode. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they they want to get mm-hmm. Glimmer, and after that amazing face, <laughs> there's this great moment where they sort of get back together and Mermista sort of has this breakdown about being the leader and they sort of they 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 snap at Entrapta and she just she is she genuinely asks like are you all yeah. mad at me? Because like she is just she doesn't really understand because again she and oh this is the this is the line oh my this is the line that makes me cry. Yeah is where they go like they're, they're sort of go they're sort of like going off at like her perceived flaws like you only care about tech you know you don't think about how your actions affect other people and like we you know we lost our kingdoms to your robots and okay that last part's fair hey, it's but, not the robots um, fault okay it's not Stop the robots, blaming the robots for the robot keepers all right they're the ones that sent the robots on a genocidal mission. It's not the robots' fault. I'm sure yeah. if the robots could think, yeah. they would be like, mm, "No, yeah, yeah, uh, no." But there is, and she says, "I'm not good at people, but I am good yeah. at tech." And I thought if you, I could use tech to help you, then you'd like me. But I messed that up too and i'm just like oh my god this poor girl this poor woman actually because she's supposed to be in like her mid-20s or something she's she is doing her best and but she just doesn't know how to talk to me she's like i'm doing what i can the only way i know how and it's just oh my freaking god it's a a good moment and i like how all the characters come around on her near the end absolutely mm-hmm. although there it, it does almost immediately lead to the the one moment that where i get legitimately angry at mermista where she starts pulling on a trap his hair and i'm like what are you doing Stop hey she that. needed to get her somewhere that's okay that's true but like it trapped actively screams in pain and i'm like you are hurting her mermista this is not helping hey i mean pain is the game you're in the rebellion pain is the game 
famous the game. <laughs> yeah, and oh, the other line that makes me cry, like, I'm sorry, I'm bad at listening. I'm sorry, I always mess everything up. And I, oh my God, poor Entrapta. Like, and this is sort of the moment, and we and we can talk about, and I'm sure we're going to get into things about like representation and significance, especially when we get into the, the finale. <laughs> yes, but like, I did not have autistic characters as a kid. I did not really know entirely what was up with yeah. me, and so to have a character who sort of embodies this. And the idea that, like, kids are going to be able to look at this and be like, she's like me. I have an avenue for understanding why my brain works the way it does and why people get mad at me and I don't understand why and, like, how I can become sort of become better about it. And it's that is just so damn powerful and important in a way that I did not entirely mm-hmm. see coming. Yeah. And oh, and and it leads to uh, leads to the bit where she just slaps herself with her own hair and just is like focus in Trapta, to which I wrote in all caps whole autistic mood. And my question is, how strong is because her hair? I think she had because it's is it like style. Is it like and the I hair that like holds up the um, giant metal thing in? I think it was like Superman four that they shoot into the sun. Oh yeah, the the, 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 the which by the way they they, they cut that with a, um, with scissors and that still bothers me. How how could they have cut that hair with scissors if it was? We're gonna have to I'm talk sorry. about this. We're gonna have to do a Superman episode <laughs> eventually, but it's 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 fine. It is fine. But I do, yeah. And Trapton just has Superman hair. I I th- I like to think that she can control the relative strength of it because it's at least strong enough to hold her body weight because we see her walking mm-hmm. on it multiple times in the in the show, and I feel like she can just like control how relatively strong her hair is, and I I just love this ending bit of like everyone working together to like help her and they to get the signal and they get the signal and like at first they're like hooray we got the signal and then they're like oh wait. Uh, uh, Horde Prime is like sending a whole bunch of flagships after you, like right now. To which Scorpio is just like, "I take mm-hmm. back my hooray." <laughs> and then she later reinstates her hooray. Yes, you. Yeah, I did right. I that's a great my hooray. Later on, later on, I love that note. And I and it. So a lot of them. This is the part where the plot sort of gets split up because a lot because some of them. So Bo, Adora, and Entrapta yeah. go off into space. While the rest of them stay behind on Etheria. So they do have their sort of sentimental goodbyes, and it's a sweet moment. I like how everyone, you know, you know, Entrapta's friends like her. Yeah. What did Entrapta um, name the ship again? Uh, oh, yeah. We get into it later. Darla. Darla. I like that. Mm-hmm. Which I enjoy. And I do. Oh, I, I love that. It's one of the funniest moments, but I love Micah Ishira. What did you say? Um, I love the bit with uh, uh, Micah. Yes, that is good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to mention. Oh, by the way, Glimmer's. Dad I got confused. Alive. So Micah's dad is okay at this point. Does he get chipped? Okay, yeah, he gets chipped later. 
and yeah, we will get yeah. So it might mm-hmm. get at the beginning of the of the season because there's a yeah, whole invasion the of the body season. snatchers plot going on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and we will definitely, we will definitely get so into at the that. end of episode two. Do and... they save Glimmer? No. Uh no. Uh, I think that is that's the. If I, let me check my note. When does that? Blah blah blah. Um, I believe. Uh yeah, that happens at the end of episode the I end see. of the next episode which is corridors oh my god i love corridors let's talk about corridors corridors is a great episode i love okay it. so if, if you guys Sorry. don't know i am a catcher fanboy she has never done anything wrong in her life she <laughs> is a beautiful human being and corridors really hits you in in the heartstrings i think yeah because it opens with the Kid Katra and Kid Adora flashback bit, where like, because like, cause where the the first example of Katra driving away people who care about her. Oh. Yes, and I'm I'm I, I'm fully prepared to psychoanalyze Katra. So Katra <laughs> has this interesting thing where she has an avoidant style of behavior. Particularly, I think she has, and the show claims that she has abandonment issues. And when she pushes other people away, like she constantly does out of a fear of abandonment, this is what psychologists call compensatory avoidance, where you avoid people that you know or care about in order to uh, escape a feeling of abandonment or some other psychological fear. And I think that is really something that Catcher does consistently. And it's the reason why she continually escalates her behavior in such a strong way throughout the first uh, four seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, and that's sort of key to, and we'll get into it in more detail, but that's sort of the key to Catra's like redemption arc throughout is that she had to sink all the way to the bottom which is sort of what happened at the end of season four you know when double trouble destroyed her entire career and um non-binary legend double trouble she had to sink all the way to non-binary legend double trouble yes and um she had to sink all the way to the bottom to get Mm -hmm. to where she is now and oh this is also the first hint we get of so there's a couple of there's a mini arc throughout with hordak proper because at the end of season four, Hordak, you know, who is at this point been the quote-unquote boss, although not really the main villain, which is... An it's sort of like Michael Scott um, in Dungeon Mifflin. He's in charge, yeah, but he's, he's not really in charge. Weirdly, he, he's not... They've never... They never tried to push Hordak versus she as the main conflict, and that's like... Yeah, that's that's sort of the point I'm getting at here. But we see hints throughout that Hordak still has his old memories, even though he was supposedly, mm-hmm. like, quote-unquote purified. Yeah. Which is a, a mini-arc I enjoy. I will get into a bit more detail about it as it relates to Entrapta uh, later. And, oh, yeah, this is the, the, yeah, this is the part where I just wrote uh, Entrapta. Like, I named the ship Darla. It just <laughs> felt right. Like, it does feel right. And I love there. There's a great bit, and again, so I love Glimmer and Katra's yes. whole like dynamic throughout the season. And there's this gr- sweet scene early on where they're both talking about like their like perfect day mm-hmm. if they were back on Etheria, and like how like she's talking about and Glimmer's talking about like how she's like teleporting around everywhere, and they would like 
have a sleepover and they'd be like they would be the like eating cake with their bare hands and Catra sort of goes off into her childhood yeah. memories of Adora and how like they would like whisper to each other about <laughs> stuff. Um, you, you made that sound much weirder than, than it is. <laughs> well they did well she just whispered to each whisper whispering yes. to each other about you know um, like <laughs> yeah. So I, I really love that scene and one of the reasons why I loved it so much is it shows that um Katra is starting to realize that she has no future with Horde Prime. And in a much larger sense, she can't escape uh, the the most important relationship in her life, and that is with Adora. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is with Adora, and I think, and it becomes especially clear after the finale. But their the entire series is effectively built on yes their relationship, and 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 that and like a relationship with two individuals is clearly not in uh it, it's just and her having a future is really just not viable in a cult where I, I literally just wrote down, cast out the shadows, mm-hmm. cast out the shadows. All beings must suffer to become pure. All beings mm-hmm. must suffer to become pure. It kind of reminds me of um, the obscure sci-fi TV show, uh, what's it called? Uh, Lex. Which is oh, yeah, I thought you got... Yes, it's Lex. About uh, so in Lex, Lex <laughs> there is the divine <laughs> shadow who communicates with his prior selves which are held on brains which are on pedestals oh my god that's yeah it's it's a whole hive mind in a lot of yeah uh, but i i thought that um especially when shira this might be going into episode four i think when shira goes back to try and save katra episode five yeah that really reminded me of return of the jedi there was definitely a star wars moment in there like oh yeah yeah, there's that yeah. that episode feels very Star Wars and will especially now that you mentioned it, I, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. And yeah, it does feel very Star Wars. Uh, we and we'll get into that in a bit. I also like how uh the payoff to that scene is how uh Catra brings Glimmer interrogation cake. And Yeah. Um I I, I really love how Catra decides to save Glimmer, and especially after Glimmer says, you know, just do one good thing in your life, which is kinda condescending, but you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the one good thing. It's very oh, and this is this is sort of gets into one of my personal favorite scenes of uh, Bo, uh, Adora, and Atrapta trying to fix the ship. And there's this bit where Adora just has all of these this giant mm-hmm. tangle of wires that she's attempting to like stuff into a panel, and she's just and Bo walks in uh, like aghast at this, and she's just like, mm-hmm. "I have everything under I, control." I really <laughs> like what Bo is going through. So... Yeah, a Bo is just so. Freaky. Yeah, I I, I was extremely stressed, stressed out because like, the most yeah. important person to him throughout his entire life was his friendship ish with Glimmer. Yeah, with, friendship with with Glimmer, but friendship yes. possibly friendship more. Plus. We'll get into that. Um, yeah, yeah, friendship um, plus. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> he he is so obsessed with finding her and getting her back that he hasn't had time to really deal with these feelings inside of him about. Um, but tr- yeah. about what she what she did and trying to use like the heart which uh and that sort of becomes very apparent in like I've, I, mm-hmm. largely in the next episode um and i and this uh, this has probably one of my favorite entrafta moments in the this entire season and m- might be the whole series where she just is floating out in space 
living her best life. And it's just like, I made space soup for us. And then I that was that was a great moment. I like that a lot. Well, um, <laughs> and Bo's exasperated, mm-hmm. exacerbated laughter. <laughs> Is this a good laugh so or a bad laugh? What, uh, what else happens in this episode? Okay, and and all right, so then we see the beginning of Catcher's Redemption arc, and this is where the prison break happens. I'm going so to I argue with that you. One good thing. Catcher's Redemption arc yeah. has already started, and that. Where do you think? Where do you think from the very first season? Okay, because the layers <laughs> of character development all naturally lead towards this redemption arc. You know, sure, there is a moment where she turns, but it's only because of what she's gone through before, you know? I mean, I can see where you're going from, where you're you're coming from, but that is a little, I feel like that is... I mean, no, no, no. When I watched the first episode of She-Ra, I knew for what I think was almost a fact that Catra was going to have redemption arc and that Catra was really gay for Adora whether they were going to acknowledge that or not. <laughs> okay, well, everyone knew that Ka- everyone knew that Katra and Adora were gay for okay, each other well, that, from the first promo. That was a popular like, shift back in the JMS 1980s show, if I remember correctly. Yes. Wait, really? Wow, <laughs> planting the seeds that early on? Way before oh, he went on to do oh, Babylon 5 and Sense8. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that. Um, and this is sort of going back. So when Entrapta makes the spacesuit, she makes sure that they have yeah. uh, each character's personal branding on them. So like, they they like uh, Bo's spacesuit has <laughs> like the Av window, <laughs> which I enjoy. And oh, this I wrote I wrote in all caps here. Katja apologized. Which that is that is a, that is amazing that she finally apologized. I, you see, the thing is, is that Katra, yeah. I'm going to psychoanalyze her again. Katra is somebody that um, doesn't like to ever give up power in a relationship. And this all stems from her abandonment. She thinks oh, yeah. that if she can hold power in her relationships and not uh, apologize or let anybody else's feelings be more important than hers, that she'll be okay. And of course, that's not true. Uh, as we see over and over again, she only spirals yeah. downward the more she pushes people away. That is very, very true. Like you, you could argue that that does go all the way back to the opening, like two-parter. Like when Adora leaves the horde, it's less about like Catra's less mad about her betraying the horde's values. I, I, Noel Stevenson was actually talking about this in in, in one of the post finale interviews, but it's like Catra is not necessarily mad at Adora for betraying the horde's ideals. She's mad at Adora for not putting their relationship right. She's sad because her longtime life best friend and secret gay crush has left her and abandoned her to fight against her. Yes, that is true. And so, yeah, so they man, so she does manage to teleport Glimmer away into the vacuum of space. And man, it's it is a very good thing that they don't just implode. Yeah. Um, when she, yeah. And I, I did, I did write here. Uh, we did it. We saved the glimmer. <laughs> it reminds so me of um, in, back, in Big Trouble in Little China. How they originally go in and then they save, um, they save the people, but they're they're still Miao Yin left inside. 
And and Catra is this story's Miao Yin, and that is a really bad analogy now that I think of it. They, hey, but they both—they're both cat themed. One is cat themed. No. Oh, well, because I see what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and this sort of leads us into episode four, uh, stranded. And so this is this is where. So at the beginning of this episode, the the ship's fuel crystals have apparently been are like running out and they've apparently like been fused to Darla's like systems for so long that Entrapta has to like go in and yeah like, the dilithium crystals aren't working anymore. I, I yeah the dilith the dilithium it that must be <laughs> so painful for her. I do not feel pain. <laughs> and this this leads to oh another one of my favorite Entrapta moments um where she, she, as they are leaving to get the crystal oh wait before I mention we should, there's a brief moment yes. where they cut back to Etheria and Swiftwind is trying to reach Adora because the, he hasn't been able to feel their connection kind of since the mm-hmm. I think since the sword broke actually um, and so he keeps picking like bright points in the sky to try and like message her and it's a, it's a nice little moment but it also in his conversation with Scorpia reveals that uh, Kyle X wrote. Is that what, what was the line? Because I think I might have missed it. Yeah, because he said, because she says, like, I'm great with secrets. One time, <laughs> Kyle told me he had a crush on Rahelio. Oh, no, no, actually, she said Kyle told me she had, Kyle told me he had a crush on Rahelio. <laughs> that is anyway, a good. That's that is a good ship. I'd say. I wish there was more Kyle stuff. Yes. Yeah the the Kyle like the little the horde soldier squad of like Kyle, Rogelio, and Lonnie, who according to Noel Stevenson on Twitter are what? apparently in some form of polyamorous <laughs> relationship. Wait, and, what? Yeah, basically basically she was asked she was asked if, hey, is Kyle X Rogelio canon? And she said, yes, <laughs> in my mind, Lonnie's a part that, of This is how and, Star Wars should have, Star Wars so, episode 9 should have ended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> You're yeah, not entirely um, wrong. I, I do <laughs> like this season a lot because it gets so much done and it's really resonant, but I do wish Kyle had uh, and those side yeah. characters had more of a conclusion. Yeah, I would say those three, Huntara especially, and to a little bit, and a little bit Frosta, I feel like. Well, which one was the gay couple that get chipped? Where one of them gets chipped? Was that Huntara? That, Um, okay. Yeah, Spinarella and Spinarella and her were really good. I like that. Yeah, they get, they get a lot more time Mm -hmm. here than I, in previous seasons, I would say. So, and I, and I guess that's kind of the, the conversation. All right, so what else happens in Stranded? Okay, so oh, and this as they're leaving for the crystals, mm-hmm. it leads into one of my other favorite entrapta moments, where she, where she's just like, Darla and I are going to what spend some quality time together, and she just with her hair brings out the tool that she just has this face, <laughs> and she's like twitching the eyebrows up, and I don't know how else to describe it other than raw sexual energy, and it is the greatest thing she has to um. I have ever seen. She has to get out her soldering tool. And, uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. yeah. yes. get some the get solder. some solder and, you know, 
put in some new wires. Get in there. Yes, install some new uh if you know what I mean. Chips. <laughs> yeah, install some new well, well, I don't, chips, I don't know if you want to get the chips right now. But <laughs> Okay. Um so what else happens in this episode? I'm going to be asking. Okay, about and this is the all right, so they go down into this cave. Yeah, and this is and this is where actually we meet some of I think probably the most underutilized side characters that I actually really like the star siblings and yeah okay yeah so I wrote I wrote down I wrote down the three of them all right so Starla cute oh, and generous these people yeah, yeah 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 um yeah yeah the bird glory uh tall star edgy but protective and has a robot arm oh and a uh, jewel star okay so I wanna so this is actually a nice little this is actually a really kind of su- subtler bit of representation so in the original, so these three were in the original show, but they were the star sisters, and and now they are the star mm-hmm. siblings. And Jewel Star, who's the brother, is voiced oh. by a trans man. So does that mean the character is a trans man? Yeah. Uh, so Jewel. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Jewel Star, trans king. Um, yeah. And I I really like these three, and I wish we had gotten more of them because their dynamic is 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 really cool they have cool power sets like you know they they both are like bonded enough to finish each other's sentences but that's they also, one thing like, i've never understood in fiction is like, people finishing each other's sentences i've never seen anyone ever finish anyone else's sentence in my life and it seems like, <laughs> like i'm sure it, i'm sure it's happened like i'm sure it has had to have happened eventually at some point all right, I'm going. Like, I'm going to try yeah, and finish one of your sentences randomly. Like, All right, let's keep talking. Like, as a... Um. Okay. Well, I, it's it's clearly Bang. like a very common. Okay. <laughs> well, I was gonna say trope, but close enough. But <laughs> I'm I'm sure like I I like the trope fine enough. I I will admit it is weird. I don't think I've ever seen that happen. I saw I'm there's sure this YouTube video, and I'm getting off track again, which I think might be my role in this podcast. Um. <laughs> Where there's two identical twins and they can and they talk at the same moment and one of them is always a little out of sync with the other but they sound really really creepy like they're a hive mind or something. You should look it up on YouTube. Oh, yes. like the like those twins from like those twins from The Shining. Like, oh, and I do like when uh, he when uh, Dora is talking about her situation to the Star Siblings. It's like she he has someone on his ship mm-hmm. to which I respond uh, my girlfriend. He has my girlfriend. <laughs> and so, oh, I like because they're trying, at one point they try to like move the crystal because they're trying to get the crystals for the fuel. And I just wrote, we should take this crystal and Absolutely. push it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's also the first hint we get of She-Ra's return because there's a bit where like she's mm-hmm. lifting up the crystal. We don't see the transformation. And we don't see the form, but we see her glow. And like she's clearly stronger. And like after it happens, it's yeah. like, I think that was she. It's like it's like, like Avatar, the last airbender. Yeah. It's just and, in her. Which is kind of weird. Uh yeah, actually it, it's a it's an arc that like Raz even points out in like season four. And it's something that she learns mm-hmm. throughout this is that She-Ra is not a sword. So was she always she Shira or you know, was nice little... her coming across the sword what imbued the power in her? 
that is a that's something I was confused thing. about by the end is um, whether or not this power was given or internal to begin with. I feel like the uh, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of it's it's debatable because on one I hand, feel like you maybe, could interpret it either way, and yeah. like you could argue that she was always destined to be mm-hmm. Shira, or like was it just because Laiho brought her in, or like the, did the sword did her reckon giving the sword like change her destiny so he was like imbued with the power? It's the difference between like mechanical how does this power work and like, right so Ford prime says that he has faced multiple shivas over millennia and what that seems to indicate to me yes. is that the position of shira is sort of like an avatar or maybe like a um i don't know um the dragon from dragon, the wheel yeah. of time where it's consistently just reborn into somebody else but maybe yeah, I mean, but that's maybe been it needs, kind like, of the sword the, initiation. That was kind of the idea, like, as soon as, like, Mara was... We are overthinking this show right now. That is... That's fine. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, um... Oh, and I do like how, sort of, at the end of this episode is where Bo and Glimmer kind of begin to reconcile. It's like, you know, yeah, Bo's like, me however long you want, but I'm never You gonna, betrayed like, go me. I can't I'm believe you betrayed me. And then Bo's all acting all pissy because he doesn't know how to deal with these feelings because he's always been so passionate. <laughs> He doesn't know how to be angry. So he just becomes really passive aggressive. <laughs> I think at one point, at one point, Adora just at one point, like Glimmer, it's like going to advice about him, and Adora's like, "Really? Well, I mean, Bo is usually the friendship mm-hmm. guy." And I'm I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, okay. So when do they save Catra? Yeah. This, I need to next talk episode, about episode Catra. Five, save the cat, and I I love her. Yes. I like I, I I know you do. I know you do. So this episode opens with them going mm-hmm. on to Horde a Horde Prime's flagship and Adora temporarily Return of the Jedi. rendering herself as bait. Well, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Also it is uh, very Return of the Jedi. Also Ray uh, from Flash Jedi. To uh yes. yes. But which was also kind of a callback to Return of the Jedi. Um, but, <laughs> and to save Katra. And, 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 you know, this is obviously a very, very important episode in terms of Katra's arc, but it also introduces us to one Wrong of my Hordak is great, Wrong Hordak. and I love him. <laughs> I love I love him. So, like, they find, they, they, like, they accidentally, like, disconnect this Horde clone who they call wrong mm-hmm. Hordak just because Entrapta is trying to find Hordak. But I, I think at one point she just like, guess we can cross that one mm-hmm. on the list. And it's sort of like 709 Voyager. <laughs> Someone disconnected from the hive mind and has to learn to become like a person. Yeah. Yeah, I like how sort of at the it's because he's just like <laughs> he's just like sobbing uncontrollably. It's just like he just oh, turned fourteen no, and that death faithful. exists. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's okay, buddy. He just he just got really into r slash atheism. R slash atheism. I feel I feel like that's yeah. more that's more wrong Hordax arc as we as we go on and and I and oh and oh my and so Adora she she goes to Horde Prime is like all right listen I'll give you the heart of Etheria if you give me Catra. 
And he's just like, right. well, I already know about the part of Etheria. The plan's not going to work. And then she's like, come on out, Catra. And then oh my god, this is so oh, crap. heartbreaking. Catra's- but also, I love her with short hair, so I'm emotionally conflicted. Oh my <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I, at, the, at the end of one of the ending of my notes, it's yes. just short hair, and Catra. I love, clap, clap, clap. I am doing Italian <laughs> hands right now. That's how much I love it, and I'm not Italian. I love Adora and Catra's fight. It's so emotional because you know that Adora doesn't want to hurt Catra and oh they God. almost like die several times. And there's glimpses where Catra sees through and sees Adora almost. And um, I think the way that that's resolved eventually is Catra yeah. gets knocked, falls down, gets knocked out, and then Adora escapes with her. Or is that in the next episode? Mm-hmm. yeah no that is yeah they do they do escape with her and i oh my god that i mm-hmm. i put yeah that scene is absolutely brutal and that bit where like katra and horde mm-hmm. prime are like speaking simultaneously scares the ever-loving crap it's, it's, out of it's me. so um <laughs> it's so sad mainly because you, you know katra's just turned good it's, I you think, know she just I made this I'm, this decision to turn a corner in her life yeah. and now she's having this incredibly traumatic thing happen to her uh where she's being mind controlled basically yeah there's like and there's this there's this one line where she's like you broke my heart oh, shit, gotcha. made it whole again and i'm like oh for gotcha. oh oh for catch and i i did write in my notes like you like I, at one point, she's just like you know i don't matter you matter to me like, katra is a very complex person and i would not call her an idiot she's just yes oh yeah no, that adora was, no, is i was, I was quoting sometimes. katra calling adora an idiot mainly because adora cannot yeah, see she's the obvious screaming um, fact that katra is in love with her through four seasons of television and so, hasn't made the connection between that and her abandonment issues. She's just like, I don't know why Catcher betrayed me. I don't understand Catcher. Oh, and this is the this is where we officially yes. officially Shira is back. And I freaking love the new design. It's so good. Like I I there's something mm-hmm. very like regal about it that i enjoy i like i like that it retains her hair proof and she has like the po- the long ponytail and like I th- and like if you look at the costume there's like different elements from all of her friends so she has the little mm-hmm. there's like a little heart on it that's bow i think she has like glimmer's boots and then like the mask is like similar in shape yeah. to katra's like um, which is katra like, is amazing <laughs> And I love her. And I think I've said this before. Yes. So what happens next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and we get that badass, like, like you miscalculated from Shira. That's like, my freaking God, this is awesome. And some, so, uh, we, so it turns out Entrapta did, in fact, tinker with the ship and yeah. sort of like summons Darla to them uh, to get them all out of there, and so they escape. 
Shira manages to heal Katra, and it sort of ends with the first mm-hmm. glimpse of Hordak remembering. And Katra, let's not forget well that once Catra comes to, Shira Adora hugs her, and then she hugs back, and it is the most emotional moment of that episode, in my opinion. It's so good because they're finally reunited, you know. And this is what I've been waiting for for five seasons. It's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very sweet moment, and. Yeah. All right, so that leads us into episode six, taking control, and I, and this, my, my, of course, my first bullet points are about Intrapta and Wrong Hordak because they are the perfect lab partners. And there's a bit where I think Bo is describing the situation they ended up with in Wrong Hordak as they zoom in on this face, <laughs> and there's this piano music in the background. <laughs> it's so freaking funny, and this is also, and so Katra. Catra's still recovering. So she's in kind of like a to her own and Adora yeah, is clearly so, very it's clearly very protective of her. Yeah, so like, what's going on with like, Catra, I think here is um it's very interesting how she doesn't uh it's it's actually very psychologically realistic that she doesn't immediately come around to being, oh, I'm one of the good guys, yada yada yada. Because she what she was doing when she helped Glimmer escape was ostensibly um, allowing herself to be sacrificed because she feels herself to be unworthy of being rescued so that she could save uh, the people that she cares about or the really the only person that she cares about, which is Adora. Um, and she, she didn't want to be rescued, but then that, Ka- yeah. uh, Adora like, has this great even, scene with her where she's like, even, hey, you know, stop being like this, dummy, you know? I forget what she says, but something along the It's not, it's some because a catcher is just like, I just like drop me off on like mm-hmm. the nearest planet somewhere. I'll make my own way. I know you all hate me. It's so good. To which Adora responds, I never mm-hmm. hated you. Yeah, it's a very good scene. And oh, I also at one point wrote a wrong Hordak Master Chef because yes, he has become he has the Neelix of this ship. Good. That's a <laughs> reference for all you Voyager fans out there. Star Trek. Yes. Star Trek. And yeah, Star Trek. Um yeah. So meanwhile, back on Etheria, um Etheria. So oh yeah, that's Micah that's hilarious. Way too hard to be a good dad. Um Yeah, and so this is the episode where it's Micah, Spinnerella Natasa, Frosta, and Swiftwind who like find out about uh, yeah. Elberon, which we did briefly visit in season four during in the in the Flutterina episode, and so Swiftwind is meaning like, yeah, this will be a great way for us to, uh, like for, for like for us to like get our morale back, as they like throw like amazing victory parties, mm-hmm. and that's uh, not the case. Wait, is this is this, this the episode where all the villagers um, also, are uh, body um, snatched people? Yes, this is the episode. Yes. Where, yeah, where we see that Elbron's been shipped. And so, yeah, so we get this sort of like whole creepy, like very ominous scene of like them like, join us for the party. And they're all very, they're all like scarily in sync. Like I, I wrote that it reminds yeah. me of the Era 3 ball from Together Alone. In Steam um, Universe. What like, it reminds me of, I've already made the reference, uh, Invasion and, oh. of the Body Snatch. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's it, it like the chip the chipping the chipping concept in general is very invasion of the body snatchers. But I think the the dancing in particular reminded me very much of of the era three ball. Uh, this is also this is also That's the point true. where I wrote that. Uh, Frosta is one. Frosta reminds me a lot of. Uh, I've been rewatching Avatar, Avatar: The Last Airbender on Netflix. Uh, she reminds me a lot of Toph. In a lot of ways, uh, she she's very independent. Yes, actually. and she's very mature. Although it's obvious that that might be maladaptive because she's so young, you know? Yeah, there's there's points where she it almost feels like she wants yeah. to still be a kid, but won't. Because she's herself. grown up as the monarch like, of a very important part of the ways, country when there isn't a giant alien invasion going on. Yeah, like, I think I think they say yeah, that's in crazy. two that she took over the kingdom when she was, like, eight. So... It's it's like, like when um now? it's like when Bran Stark like had to run Winterfell. <laughs> That's okay. You should you should read the book. I, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so um or or read it. But <laughs> okay, and oh, yes. and this is the part where we get uh entrapped on Master Surgeon. Um, so because they're they're trying to remove the chip, and Catra is very much against it, and entrapped <laughs> is just like, why would I want to hurt you? Oh, because you sent me to yeah. and stole my work and used it to tear a hole in the fabric of space and time. I get it. Hold still. <laughs> okay, I have a question. Is Catra responsible for alternate parallel universe Catra when time and space was ripped open? Is she responsible for her actions there? Well, I mean... She... Yes, but the Catra inside well, I mean, the portal was the wasn't the same Catra the that opened the portal. Yeah. Well, that sort of brings into questions about like how much of their the, the portal reality. What's going on in the back of my ever, head is because there's like, did Catra kind of kill Glimmer's mom? That's true, but well, she did kind of put around certain events that like, led to the death of her mom. That's not entirely yeah. wrong, although that is a little it's a little indirect in that case, although. Again, Kratra did herself tear a hole in the fabric of space and time. So that was, and I do like the Katra. That's so good. Katra I love it. to stay with her, and that's um, what's really interesting about Katra in this section of the story, where she's back with the crew, and she's trying kind of to integrate with them. Is that she is having a crisis of belonging, particularly I think, um, what people want from her. You know, she doesn't know if she really belongs in this group. Yeah. Or if she even deserves to be a part of this group, given everything that she's done. And of course, because of her avoidant tendencies, which we've discussed earlier, she's in- inclined to think that she doesn't belong. Hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, and this is also where we get where we get the full new Yes, it's better than sequence, the earlier I ones, I think. Fantastic. Although I've never been much of a fan of Magic Girl transformation sequences. And I, I, I just really, uh, the, only, the only thing I will say is that I kind of miss the old transformation theme. Yeah. Like, the new one is very, very good, but I, I miss the guitar um, a little bit. Like I, I do like the orchestral version, and I and I like how as uh, Entrapta is sort of operating yeah. on Katra, we see like Shira like tearing through spaceships, like <laughs> ships. Get, she is she is really damn. Powerful. I like to point out, by the way, that um, and... 
Noelle Stevenson um, on Twitter so, said that all the gayest moments were actually come up with another one of the writers, Mickey. So the dip, yeah, yeah, the dip during yeah, the Mickey dance Quinn. that was uh, Mickey's idea, and um, all the other yeah. obviously gay moments are <laughs> between Catcher and Adora were Mickey's ideas. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them were. I think they were. Which at, thank at, you. By a lot of those were. Thank you, Mickey. Me. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mickey Quinn. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I also really like. Yes. There's a sweet little moment of Katra and Entrap their reconciliation. Again. Where Katra finally she's going on a little apology tour, for, which like, I enjoy. D- apologizes again for. Mm-hmm. For for manipul for like putting Entrapta through all that, <laughs> to which she's just like, I forgive you, and. Gives her a little pat on the head. My, wait, I, I forget. Is this the episode um, where Katra, as also, a joke, jumps on Shiva's lap? Okay, that's another iconic moment. No, that's the next one, actually. Yeah. Um. Yes. So there's a. All right. So going back to the Etheria bit really quick, I like how over the course of the episode, Micah actually does like yes. treat Frosta with respect, and that's how he becomes the good dad. Like. And and like she admit like like he admits like she's the strongest one here. You know you should be like playing defense. And it's it's a very it's a it's ve- it's a very good moment. And on the on back on the ship side, I like how so there's a small little subplot about Glimmer trying to make them like a special dinner to like celebrate that they've reunited. Yeah. And I like how by the end of it, Glimmer and Ronghornak have just made dumplings. Like. <laughs> And, uh, and and then is like, does this come in smaller sizes? They oh. are <laughs> reheatable. De- oh yes, uh, yeah, um, dehydrated. Which I'm only assuming small. contains uh, lots of vegetables and protein. Although Catra should be mostly the, meat. I mean, if let's face it, Catra is like a carnivore. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I definitely agree that Catch is in carnivore, a carnivore, and I like. Again, I like. I have another question. Asking them. I have asking another question. Do cats exist in this tiny, universe? Tiny food thing. Yes. Because has Catch ever seen? That is a very good question. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think no. This was asked in the old Catra Q and A from back in season one, like. One of the questions was, has Katra ever seen a real Because everybody Katra else makes fun of her, and about. I love these oh. scenes where they make fun of Katra for acting like a cat and having little ears on the helmet. Those scenes are hilarious. Um, and oh, they seem to have God. some yeah. concept <laughs> of what a cat is, but Katra doesn't seem to understand. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they never taught. Uh, maybe maybe cats never, are just uh, something that don't exist like, in cats. that portion of where Catcher comes from. I just yeah, they don't exist in the Freight Zone. So there's this really good comic. This fan yeah, they comic don't exist in the Freight Zone. Where holds up a cat to Catcher, and Catcher's like, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck? It's really good." Anyway, so... <laughs> yes. I also and this ends with probably the most dramatic yeah the, the dramatic cliffhanger spinny got chip. spinny got like, chip and now we are going to have a, a lesbian wife crisis on our hands regular housewives of etheria yeah and this leads into 
Yeah, this leads into episode... 17. Seven. Yeah, episode seven. Perils of Peekaboo. Yeah, episode... Yes. Uh, yeah, this is the one that opens with... I love Peekaboo that scene so much. because yeah, so uh, Not just because it's obviously gay, but first off, because yeah. Katra comes in and she asks, are we messing with Adora? And that's... I love Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we so we briefly um so yeah, so we briefly revisit them Adora trying to concentrate yes. to like figuring out how to summon the sword again cuz she's still not entirely sure how she did it. Uh before we cut back to Etheria Oh my god, the secret underwater party birthday is great. <laughs> and I totally called that that one guy isn't actually that oh, guy and that it was double trouble the whole time cuz I know it's the voice actor. Oh yeah. Yeah, Prince. Yeah, just, Prince Pika Blue. Also, um, so yes, this is where Seahawk, one of the best characters on this show. I love Seahawk so much. It's Seahawk, Mermista, Perfuma, and Scorpia are yes. going on an undercover. And I love how I love how Seahawk runs into some of his old um, pirate ex-boyfriends to... and girlfriends. Wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, I also do want to. This is. I do want to bring up the intro real quick because this um, is why. This is why you shouldn't skip the intro because they change the villain and hero cards frequently. So starting from here, Katra is no longer in the villain card, and the Katra she the Katra and Adora clash that has like been in the intro every time, oh, and, they're, and they're all like aggressive about I it now. And that posted in, like, around places. And I didn't know where it was from because I always the, the intro them with hmm. yes oh well, you should this is why you shouldn't skip the intro and yeah so yeah and so it ends in a, neutral having a regular and now, Zuka uh, is on the hero card which is nice to see um yeah Katra I, I think I posted on Twitter mm-hmm. like Katra Zuko having amazing redemption arcs in the final season um <laughs> yeah and this is oh and this is my major inner nerd talking i wrote in my notes like to find prince peekaboo we have to uh you know go to the seafoam mm-hmm. islands on a tuesday what? and and hold your your game boy upside down oh <laughs> oh it's an it's an old pokemon rumor because mm-hmm. like get meryl from gen 2 was like in Lavender one of the town. shorts before gen 2 came out and everyone just called him peekaboo because yeah <laughs> We should do oh, a whole yes. episode um, on really this is totally stupid off topic, video game or is it? They're amazing. But I used um, to be heavily involved in the creepy pasta community when I was a teenager, so I know all about that haunted cartridge shit. <laughs> I know all of them. Oh my god! I'm. I mean, I was more talking about like the now something better than Sonic melee or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, any let's actually no. get back to the, Sonic's gonna be in our next episode, by the way. Um <laughs> Yes, I do, I do know, and I'm thinking maybe we should do the movie by the movie video because game I can only take so much pain. I start, I tried watching the first five minutes of Mortal Kombat, and I guess you can edit <laughs> this part out. And it was so painful. I couldn't watch it. In fact, just keep just keep this part in. <laughs> Oh my. Um we'll we'll <laughs> yeah, I if I ever say anything funny. embarrassing, we'll to, you we must will get keep to it. that uh, in episode two. Um <laughs> Okay, good. Um 
so yeah, they go undercover to the they all have elaborate backstories and and yeah, the ex lover and I like how again Seahawk like, mm-hmm. They are. I love, most love, of them love, love singing moment in this episode. Really good. Oh my god, Scorpia singing! It's so good because she has this whole arc in the episode where she like because she doesn't know like how to fit in and how to like yeah. you know do all this sort of stuff. And Perfuma sort of helps her out with that mm-hmm. and like helps her gain self confidence. And like when she starts singing, it's such a great moment. But it's also a very good thing that I'm no one catches on to highly specific lyrics of the song. Um, so <laughs> when Double Trouble is fine. revealed, um, and Double Trouble, they reveal that uh, half of the people in the place are actually chipped. And then this is when some attack happens and the entire walls of the dome start cracking and then the ocean pours in and Scorpia sacrifices herself or so we think at the time. And that's a really emotional scene because I thought Scorpia was actually going to die oh, for a second. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? You can't kill Scorpia. And- yeah, you can't kill Scorpia. Although I do want um, to, to circle back really quickly, I do want to find it's out. It's just more a, about a literary society with all the Like They read Moby Dick. I want to know what that is. I also like how, so most of this. Most of the people at the party are against Seahawk, but there's one guy who like has a vendetta against Mermista because Mermista set someone's boat on fire, and she's just like, I, I just wanted to know what it felt like. And Seahawk's Chris, you are forgetting the thirteenth rule of fandom: all villain hero relationships are actually exes until proven otherwise. You're not entirely wrong, I guess. Possibly. <laughs> but yeah, and I do love Scorpio's sacrifice and the double trouble reveal, especially yes. considering that they they effectively stole all of season four for themselves. I also like how and Double Trouble shows up later and it's just, oh yeah, Double Trouble's like, a good guy now. Like... <laughs> Acting. Yeah, Double Trouble's just like, hey, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight the horde for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I I like take me double, to the stage. I mean, double a, trouble a is chaotic <laughs> and neutral, and just loves secrets. the theater. It's true, and yeah, I I I do I absolutely love Scorpio sacrifice. It's heartbreaking. It's a great scene. Oh, and there's also the bit where this is the bit where where when Natasha initially finds out about Spinny being chipped. She doesn't yeah. pick up on it. I think she has suspicions, but she's like, kind oh, of... crap, like, I forgot our anniversary. And she has suspicions, but she's definitely... And when she has to, like, fly away and the ending of, like, happy anniversary... Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> Micah yeah. chipped is oh, so this is where deliciously evil. Has also been chipped. Which... Yeah, it's surprising. Yeah. He just—I I was surprised that it was the same voice actor. <laughs> what's actually what's going on with Shadow Weaver during all this? Yeah, they. Oh yeah, I think Shadow Weaver goes through this really interesting arc through this season. Because yeah. Shadow, Shadow Weaver is kind of 
Yeah, I I forget where they're. Oh, I think I might have missed it. But there, it the bit during one of the earlier. There's a funny bit during one of the earlier episodes where Swiftwind's recapping stuff, and his Shadow Weaver impression is amazing. Old <laughs> um, <laughs> Prime. <laughs> yeah, but Shadow Weaver is sort of and going through this whole like, mm-hmm. like, well, what do I do now? Kind of thing, and. It it starts to get into a little bit more detail. What do I do, Lord? I think it's definitely a very fascinating arc for her. Um, Yeah, Shadow Weaver is interesting. Shadow (laughs) Weaver is a character that everything Um, that we know about her, it seems like she's not able narratively to be redeemed in the same way Catra is because she was abusive for decades. Um, But But she also like. I don't think Shadow Weaver thinks like, she's think good. She's good, but is clearly not. No, because at one point, well, here's the thing: because there's yeah. like one point, like I think in like episode one, where yeah. she. Uh, sh- I think Shadow Micah, Weaver believes that her prior just, like, actions were justified, like, but she's slowly starting to understand the hurt and damage that she did to other people, and she's changing her behavior accordingly. I think. Yes. All right. Yes. And so this brings us to episode eight, Shot in the Dark. Um, yeah. The squad heads to the planet Kratos to find a way to get past Horde Prime's blockade on the theory. Oh, mm-hmm. and speaking of Shadow Weaver, Shadow Weaver appeals to Cassie Stella for help because that's that's also a thing in this episode. And this is where Hordak, we begin the wrong, wrong Hordax redemption arc because when they first, uh, they <laughs> when they first find they're trying to figure out a weakness and he just goes we do not discuss old tribes weakness we do yeah. not discuss Kratos. Kratos does not exist and if it did so what what does kratos have to do it with, is located um, nowhere oh, wait, by the way, not exist. one of my favorite things from this whole kratos scene uh episode is the fact that catcher gets like a animal a beautiful animal milog is very good uh, but my other question is yes um, milog i kind of forget how kratos kind of involves the overall arc of uh is it that where they find the um the key that will unlock the power of the heart of etheria and restore magic um not quite but kratos is where because it is a planet because basically they go to it because horde prime has tried to erase all data on it so they think he's like trying to find to find um their suspicion is that whatever this is, it's his weakness. So they go to Kratos because it's like the one because it's revealed later that the first ones and Horde Prime mm-hmm. fought over the planet, but something drove Horde Prime it was away. Orlans, no, and they are trying to figure out what because they believe they could use that to beat him. And yeah, <laughs> yes. and uh, and this is this also leads into Catch's Catch's first mission. I love her helmet with the ears. Catch's first mission. Catch's first. <laughs> yeah, the ear, the helmet with the ears yes. on it, and uh, her her and as Bo mentions, her adorable sneeze. Um. Oh, and oh, further, <laughs> further on into wrong word existence. One of my favorite moments in this episode, I believe it's in this episode, is um, everybody else makes fun of Catra. Catra gets mad, and everybody else laughs a normal amount of time, but then she, Adora laughs much longer, and then everybody kind of looks at her like, what? What is going on? 
they 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 all of a sudden were like, wait. I think I yeah, this that might shit's have been in this gay, episode. I have, to, I have to go back and say. When are they going to acknowledge how gay this is? <laughs> this shit's gay. <laughs> <laughs> it might it might have been a little bit later, but yeah, I definitely remember that moment. <laughs> um yeah, and this, oh yeah, and as we mentioned, this is the part where Shadow Weaver is going to cast a spella because Micah has been chipping there. Like you, we both that, know that Micah's um, a every character has another character that's the most important character so, like, to them. And we Shadow Weaver to... is Micah, I think. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's probably Micah. Like Adora and Adora mm-hmm. and to a certain extent Katja are up there, but yeah, I would say Micah is uh the most important her. Oh hey also I wrote I wrote down here Katja stop denying. She stopped denying what? That's the thing she does throughout most of this episode. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, stop right. denying her cuteness because yeah and i do yeah and the, some i also wrote down some more great entrapta moments here like the the data never lies and wrong wrong hordak continuing to go through an existential crisis she's like uh, it <laughs> seems wrong hordak has Where begun to question the meaning of life <laughs> and her like like comforting uh, who, who's it, like, the um there, who's the there. character from the good place the moral philosopher what's his name chidi chidi agonia we need uh wrong hordak and chidi agonia um, to talk oh, uh chidi chidi <laughs> he'd be like well spinoza oh says. my god yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i also i also at one Catcher point, has I a lot of really like, funny comments like that you guys like <laughs> Katra is I lo- I really like Katra's dynamic with the rest of the the squad and I like how her arc <laughs> sort of in this episode is sort of her actually trying to work on her anger issues because it's what it's what lets them bring Milog to their That's side. That's another great gay moment though when she says I'm trying to work on my anger story. and then oh, Dora's like I to- really and she's so inspired and impressed and in love with her progress and it is oh it's so good yes. oh also funny story about Milog um, actually that I found out through uh, one of Noelle Stevenson's post finale interviews who mm-hmm. apparently Milog in the original was like a one off monster and apparently the original idea was to bring there are in tie-in books so Katra apparently in the tie-in books to this show and in yeah, there are there are some tie-in books. And uh in the 80s show, she has like a pink lion named uh Claudine that they were originally going to bring in, but they okay. couldn't yeah. because it's because the um, design is almost identical to Lion from Steven Universe. By the way, we yeah. never actually got explained what lion <laughs> is. I just, just find like funny. Um <laughs> I always, and I mean, I'm sure we'll do a Steven Universe episode eventually, but to briefly talk about this, I like to, because there's the, there's an episode where we see Rose with a pack of lions. So I like to believe that lion is just one of those lions and the lion died and she brought him. So what what did they find on the planet Kratos? uh, Steven brought Lars back to life because that's the implication. But anyways, we. Kratos. Kratos. So that's where we find out that Kratos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they find out that 
some that the magic of the planet drove Horde Prime away because he couldn't oh, yes. like, handle it and he couldn't and contain it. And then the entire show becomes a retelling thematically of 1977's like, Ralph Bakshi's Wizards. You know... It has significantly less Nazi war footage. Although, I I did point out that Mm -hmm. significantly less Nazis, probably for the best. Um, Although, I did put, like, Magic is Horde Prime's weakness, and I'm like, well, Micah's on their side, so... (laughs) (laughs) Micah's on on Horde Prime's side, so, uh... Yeah. Um, Oh, and this is the part where... uh, like at the end of Wizards. <laughs> and this is the yeah like at the end of wizards um and then this is the part where wrong hordax redemption becomes full circle where it's like horde prime like he's a false ruler we must, we must use the means of production and free the universe from his unjust against reign. horde prime yeah, um, I really like Ron Horn. Viva la revolucion! <laughs> yeah, I, I love him. Yeah. This is why this is why we need that slight. But also because we need to see Catra and Adora's wedding so we and more Ron Horn. Um, Essential content. That, yes. <laughs> that yes, we need to. T- <laughs> very essential. Um. And and this sort of ends with yeah, Katra, like, because really um, part you realize that Katra is kind of little best friends. She kind of completes the group. Nice. They needed a sarcastic mm-hmm. one to fill up their dumb bit energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, and this leads us into episode nine, an ill wind, where. Shit. They finally land back. Uh, yeah, shit, shit gone bad. Yeah, only to see that the the rebel camp has been completely wrecked. <laughs> yeah, shit gone bad, and so they they try to find uh, Airlandia, only to see that it's been compromised by uh, horde soldiers. Soldiers, so they have to like they 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 have to sneak in with wrong Hordax help. I, and I and I like how at one point it's just like I hope you're <laughs> you are filled with nothing but um, love for one of my mind. favorite things no, in that is that, when they come <laughs> in with hooded cloaks and then somebody's like oh you guys look suspicious with the hooded cloaks like, why 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 would you ever wear a hooded cloak it's just it's the obvious suspicion move unless <laughs> everybody wears hooded cloaks which they don't that that's that's true. I also like that there's a moment. So basically, um, all right. First of all, uh, Entrapture teaching. Although I don't think he understands winking. Very wholesome. Very nice. It reminds I me a bit of Rocket Raccoon just, it just using entrap- the wrong eye. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's it's weirdly. Sad. I think I wrote. I I actually wrote down earlier. He kind of has the whole dark father thing going on, but I'm not sure like, if he general. has the. Like, he he definitely has the narcissism. But he doesn't really relate to people like Ego does. Ego has some semblance of understanding of human and That's alien true. behavior. Yeah. 
Yeah. I also like, so, and this is where we sort of see that, where where our team sort of finds out about all, all that's exactly. going on. And like, if, you know, if it's not horde soldiers attacking us, it's princesses. And yeah. And so how everyone. And everyone's like, 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 that hates princesses. Should I buy property here? Is, 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 she's just like, is what I would say. Katra's snarky remarks are fantastic. Go team. <laughs> and. Yes. Uh, I also, I like how I wrote down, um, they go into the shop, right? And they're trying. Yeah, to, like, right now, that is certainly like, true. Things are bad. So they go in and like um, <laughs> they're trying to find out information. But then they meet yeah. up with the other princesses, if I remember correctly, and they start liberating the town from the inside. Sort of like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I don't know why I said Assassin's Creed. Yeah, because that Spinarella shows up. Uh, Chip Spinarella. Because of the cloaks. It's because of the hooded yeah. cloaks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the most suspicious garment so... possible. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Um, the most is yes. The most the 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 most suspicious garment. Um, so yeah. So Spinnerella shows up. She starts attacking them, and they're all kind of ve- very conflicted. Yes. I, I entrapped at one point. It's just it just goes like, "That's <laughs> the windy one, right? Isn't she with us? Not anymore." <laughs> and Natasha like has to like has to like come to like basically come to their rescue and. Yeah, I gotta be honest, I think the fight scene went on a little long. Don't hold back, she won't. Like, Yeah, the whole episode, second half of the episode, kind of felt like a giant fight scene. Possibly. Like, yeah. It's it's definitely, it it goes more into action-oriented stuff. Oh, and I wrote down, I like the, there's this great bit where they're leading these two Horde uh, clones out. And it's and then, like, and then he knocks like, the guys the rebels, together. Yeah. The wrong Hordak is just like right beside you. you stand a legend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. We, we have stand. um, we who are the most legendary Hordak. figures in human history? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, the guy who went to the moon. Yes, and his buddy, and we also got yeah, wrong Hordak, um, or as they call him, Rordak. Yeah, wrong. Rordak. Um, so yeah, and they managed to drive Spinarella back, although they aren't able to quite save her yet. Save her yet. But Irlandia mm-hmm. like likes the rebels again. They support they they have a little sword emblem floating over the kingdom and they managed to get back to the camp, at which point yeah. they're almost immediately There's... countered. Like Perfuma just yells, Show us your necks! <laughs> Which is understandable, and this I I, I oh my god, I, I was so Rasta mad. Just I was so mad. Straight up punches Katra in the face. But I understand. Like, Don't hurt I mean, Katra. Like, She's uh, I, I thought it was funny because it's. Um. I mean, so I mean, she doesn't know. Is she doesn't this know. the episode where Katra has the whole crisis? Yeah. Where whether or not to stay or leave. Okay. Um, I think that's going into like the next couple. 
So this ends with yes. the, this ends with all of the Princess Alliance being reunited and like Wrong Hordak meets Emily and you know they're all together again. It's a sweet moment, which brings us into episode ten, Return to the Fright Zone, and this episode starts with Natasha turning out. She turns out she has like I, I really like that scene because all um, the other princesses like it freaking was really funny for her to just you know <laughs> go through everyone's weaknesses. Yeah. Glimmerous was like mine was too personal. <laughs> yeah, and I wrote, was I actually, a spray I wrote bottle, which is hilarious. So, considering how much psychological damage yeah, he has, yeah, got just a spray bottle. So, yeah, so yes. Cinderella, it's a twisted ankle injury from when she was a kid. Entrapta is tech, obviously. Um, per, per, perfume, Mermista and Frost Bo are both fire. Is- Bo's big weakness is scissors. Adora can't act and has hair envy with, with Shira. Bo is just... Yeah, Bo <laughs> cut the, Yeah, you cut the bowstring. Glimmer is a crippling <laughs> self-doubt mixed with overwhelming hubris. Which, as we said, is a lot more personal than fire. <laughs> Perfumas is also fire and uh, not unleashing full power yeah. over fear of hurting others, which is sort of Perfumas... <laughs> That's sort of Perfuma's arc in this episode. And as we mentioned, uh, Katra is just a spray model. <laughs> Which I enjoy. Like, your files have nothing on real it, you know, if, like if, um, <laughs> you really want to distract <laughs> Katra, you just go... And then... It's... Yeah. Yeah, you I, um... Yeah, so, as mentioned in the episode title, they head back to the Fright Zone because... Apparently, Scorpia is there yes. because this is the suspicion is that she has like subconscious memories of that being like her her home, and it's also, you know, even though they yeah. went through severe childhood trauma, it's like kind of they're seeing Catherine and Adora reunited, or they're it's all it's, it's not that yeah. they're reuniting, it's that they're the coming full circle and they're tying a bow on that section and struggle of their life between each other in a way. Yeah. Um, also, you know, when we meet Chip Scorpia, yeah. I'm like, Scorpia is scary. Scorpia was never a very scary like a willing villain. Like... Scorpia, yeah, I always be, I Scorpia always isn't scary at all. Scorpia at Redemption Arc eventually because she's always like, been she's very friendly to be evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until she's Chip and then she's terrifying. <laughs> I also yes. like there's a there's a, a subplot about uh Bo and his dads because he's worried about his dads because he he hasn't because they keep not responding to his messages so they so 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 he and Glimmer like go to the library and yes. see that their their see, dads this is the have, real problem with gay marriage is that you have an overload of dad energy <laughs> you know and it can be too much for some people just dad jokes on dad jokes. <laughs> What did it's what did the first one say when they ruined dinner when they burned dinner? It was <laughs> oh so ruins. It, is the joke just that it's that's, in the ruins? That's terrible. <laughs> okay, because I was like, I, is this really that simple, or am I missing something? I think yeah, I believe the joke is that it is in the ruins. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, it, it is that simple. I also like when they, when Shira 
Oh, and but, na- but they can throw uh, tanks at us. Against Scorpia. The, uh, we don't throw tanks at mm. our friends. <laughs> but they can throw tanks. But she can throw tanks at us. <laughs> it's she very reminds good. me like a lot of Trigun. In this episode. Uh, not Trigun. Bash the Stampede in Trigun. Do you know who that, do you know about Trigun? Okay, so it's an anime manga, and Bash the um, Stampede is an outlaw who is no. a radical pacifist. So he's a gunslinging pacifist, and he never wants to kill anyone, although he will mm. use violence, of course. But he has a no-killing rule. And seeing him struggle with that mm. and also follow through on his convictions is a lot like what uh, Perfuma does in this episode, because she never she never really doubts that what she's saying is right. It's, it's yeah, never she like, never oh, decides to be like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, effects, you know, about the world. go unhinged. Like, she... Yeah, yes. it's not... This show is... This show is about the exact opposite of cynical as you can get. Mm. So that really wouldn't... Uh, really wouldn't work which is why i'm glad they don't um so uh, yes I, uh so which they could have just had both teach like them how they're archery. both self-taught in archery and like, i thought that was what was, was going to happen yeah. but then i and then i guess it, it didn't happen <laughs> yeah yeah and so where we find out that bo's dads have been like investigating this first one's ruin because they found a potential fail safe safe like to stop the heart of Etheria for good and uh like this old like mm-hmm. data like computer from because as it turns yeah. out Mara the Shira before Adora had a team what are you talking about nobody well, would ever guess password uh, friends of Mara which is still a better password than password um uh... no I just got that fixed you 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 have to deal with a lot of hacking don't you um <laughs> yeah and this is and oh. you brought this up much earlier but this is where we find out about rebels i don't know Skull. i know nothing this is so okay so for the people who don't know um created yeah. by jms so basically so in the 80s version of this um hero was of course a yeah it's by, yes jms was part of it it was a spinoff of he-man and adora was he-man's sister and He Man got his He Man lived at Castle Grayskull. I so watched the nostalgia critic. I know that in the context of both the original He Man and and the original Shira, but in this universe, <sighs> yeah, yeah. But just in case people are are ignorant, um, or are just unaware, but in this universe, He Man seemingly does not exist. And so I, one of the questions I've been wondering it's a rebel is, show. so what does Grayskull mean in context? And this is where we finally find it. And I think it's a great bit of, it's a subtle, yeah, it's a rebel squadron. It's a great bit of subtle storytelling. Like the whole idea of like, yeah, by like how, by, by Shira fighting for the honor of Grayskull. It's like fighting for the honor of the rebellion, which I think is really, really cool. And it's just, it's a nice little bit of, it's both fan service, but also adding to, like, its own, the, the story's it's own. A big sort of fuck you to whoever is still it's, complaining it's a small moment, but who are fans of the really 80s show like. about the new show. Like, no, this isn't connected to the original He-Man. Um, and also, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, well, here's a question though: Is we never is did, Kevin Smith, we never did director of Yoga Hosers <laughs> and um, and Red State, is and a couple <laughs> good movies? Is and is this movies. going to be connected? <laughs> and good movies, to be clear. <laughs> I mean, maybe question mark but i feel like that that probably yes, they are. comes more down um, to rights issues than anything else because he man i forget who created like, he man like separate but shira was created by so, jms and larry Dettio, who are sort of like a writing partner duo and i'm not sure who owns the rights to this Because Mattel owns the it license like to Netflix both of them, but like is, in terms of like has using the license, you would have to you have to buy them separately. It's also a DreamWorks show. Well, Netflix seems to have the rights to, but I, it, it's also I think it is between different studios because Shira is with DreamWorks. So yeah, it sounds like both of the He-Man ones. It sounds like probably Argos they won't be connected. Netflix animation, mm-hmm. or like, or at least with other studios, like mm-hmm. and. If probably unless Kevin Smith really wanna, man really does do not have as much gay as she is, I will riot. Yes. No more of this chasing Amy, all right? That's not good enough anymore. <laughs> give Kevin. Um, better representation. <laughs> good anymore. <laughs> I do also I do like how mm. Katra um because she's water she, that's uh, her power it's water and she's like why did I get the water princess water. <laughs> yeah so yeah as we heartbreaking yeah. and there's a great little moment where Tasha has to fight Spinnerella okay. and yeah it's heartbreaking it's like set. you're my weakness like mm-hmm. oh oof and and so they do manage to rescue Spinnerella, but and I mm-hmm. think do rescue Spinnerella, but Mermista and Scorpia are still are still chipped. And um, this ends with Shadow Weaver and Castispella yeah. coming back and um, like we have to. And what's to go going to on with Catra at this I point is isn't this the episode where she Mr. decides Mr. to leave? Mr. I think that's um I think All right, I can I talk about the Catra thing first? I think yeah, so, so this leads to episode 11. Um, Catra and Adora they Catra um, ha- decides to leave uh, yeah, sure, one sure. night and this is after Adora has been talking for a long time with Shadow Weaver. So Catra Yeah, so Shadow Weaver is basically saying to Catra oh, yeah, saying so to that, Adora that's, that that's you know Catra is is a distraction because of gay and yeah, and this causes Catra's abandonment yeah, issues to go wild. So she starts <laughs> in her own way, as we'd expect, avoiding and tries to leave. At which point, Shira, Adora comes in and is like, Catra, what the fuck? And then Catra's like, Do you want me? And then Adora, dumbass, who doesn't understand <laughs> what that means, is like, you should we want you here and it's like that's not what she asked all right 
And this 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 whole plot of her leaving and then coming back. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, but I like yeah, it. I, I think it's good storytelling, but it hurts me. Yeah, I think it is supposed to do that because as we were talking about, so th- they go to Mysticore because this is where the failsafe to destroy the heart of Ethereum I mean, good throughout Shadow Weaver in arguably good intentions, but probably not really, um, is trying to, trying to semi-good intention. It's like, you know, Katra, she <laughs> distracts you, confuses you, you know, you're having trouble accessing. Yeah, she is Shira, powered by her lesbian. Why, even though that's not actually what's happening. In fact, I think probably the exact opposite is what's happening. <sighs> well, just, well, love in general, but yes. Um, yes. And there's also yes. a little mini subplot of uh, Entrapta and the Entrapta Swiftwind team up. <laughs> Thanks, Bird Horse. <laughs> and this is where they they meet up with they, they meet up with Hordak again, and she's trying to like bring his memories back. Hordak. And it's a very so. What's interesting about Hordak is I think if you go and rewatch the show, like, Hordak has more glimpses of this redemption in him from the beginning. He he kind of acts like the Darth Vader to Horde Prime's Emperor in a way. Yeah. Well, I could see that, but um, particularly he's more, he sees he's actually, he's kind the of advantage in having Catra nearby and having her be important. Although Catra later, you know, defies him, but Horde Prime doesn't see that advantage in Catra, and that's maybe why H- Hordak is in some ways better than Horde Prime. Is that Hordak has had to live with these deficiencies, not just in his equipment, but in the fact that he was a deficient clone. So he has to think using, you know, these limited resources about what's the best way to defeat the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Horde Prime, up on his, you know, galactic ivory tower, would never understand. Yeah. And that's why he gets the better of him at the end. Up on his I think. ivory tower. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So they. So they managed to to find it, yes. and it be um. So I like there are moments of both. Yeah, Katra she's and an abusive mother figure in a lot of ways, and um, she for being, um for has being to abuser. live with <laughs> the fact that she ruined a lot of people's lives, and I think uh, Adora even yeah. says that to her. Yeah, like she she straight up says you ruin people after she gets. Mm-hmm. She manages to get the failsafe and uh, reaccess Shira at least temporarily, that so that nice. she doesn't die um, from the scenes the where Katra is just like so upset at the thought of losing Adora yes. are really heartbreaking. With the failsafe, yeah. Adora is being she's like, such what do you a want, fucking like, dumb like, dumbass, like, right? her, like, not realizing that, she... that this shit is gay. You know? <laughs> well, I, it's it's also because she doesn't she doesn't know if she right, and like, that's and all Catcher ever wanted was like, for she has to her to put she her first. To put everyone else first. And when she learns that she's ultimately, even though they're back together, that she's going to have yeah, other priorities, Catcher can't deal with it, and she leaves. Yeah.
Yeah. And there's... Uh, let's, thought I had a... Um, briefly, before we move on to the uh, final two, I... Yeah, that's a good, that's I a good do, scene. I, I remember um, her the line in there somewhere about how she's not going to lose very, both parents. Tragic. Like, yeah. Well, I mean that that well, she, well, she actually she has to fight Micah multiple times. But I mean, like, this is really yeah, kind of fucked up if you think about it. Like so she lived most of her life with her father being dead, and then her mother dies, and her father comes back, and now her father is yeah, and now she has to fight her father, who's Comes was back, dead and is now alive, and her control. last parent. Clifford does need some therapy, and Katra. I like. Um, Glimmer, there's a scene where Katra yeah. and I think somebody Glimmer else. I forget who it therapy. was. One of the princesses. Um, uh, they were like, we could also meditate and talk about your issues. Yeah, <laughs> and then Katra's like, all right, let's not go too quickly. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a uh, per- perfuma. Yeah. What, what, one thing at a time. <laughs> All right, so this leads us Yay. into heart part one, part first part of the finale. Everyone is back together. There, it's it's a wholesome moment before I mean, the he end. Doesn't I, have I wrote a loot. Bo the Bard here because he has like a little loot, um, which I I think is nice. Yes. <laughs> I want I want Bo to do a cover of a uh, toss a coin to your Witcher and um. <laughs> Toss a coin to your Shira. <laughs> yeah, and this is, and yeah, as we were sort of talking about, this is the one, this is where Katra yeah. leaves. And she has this whole thing with like, she's going out in the woods and she has this whole thing with Milog, actually. And she's like, Adora Ooh. does, like, she, she, like, she made her, I choice. mean, Adora doesn't it's kind me. of ambiguous. At that like point, I want her, and I'm like, but you know, they really should have had a sit down and talked about their feelings, but that's not really Catra's deal. Mm. Li- <laughs> yeah, Catra and sort of, and that was a big moment. I also like how, so as we're bringing it going into the final battle, mm-hmm. everybody going into action. I like there's a Entrapta has a little. Uh, snapping herself into focus um, moment. Like, I forget yeah, which is part it. one and yeah. which is part two. So maybe we should yeah. just talk about the finale as a giant hole. Yeah. Yeah, we can just. Yeah, I I think we can just talk about the finale. Uh, so, so they so there's like a bunch of horde clones. Oh, yeah, because Entrapta was going to Entrapta. infect the Shadow Weaver manages to get with a, with a virus. Uh, Katra to Adora. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was yeah to mm-hmm. like disable all the chips at once, and and through the process of that, Horde Prime captures Entrapta. Limbo is. Um, canon. Oh, this is also. Uh, um, I've had my also, partner uh, Quinn Limbo is canon. said um, that they thought this that they preferred them as friends. So, what do you think about that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can sort of see that where they are coming from, in the sen- especially in the sense that there isn't a lot of of male female just friendships. But I feel like it's also. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's. Very I, I always kind of wondered them um, that what makes Bo so loyal to Glimmer. 
you know and right. i think one of the reasons is that um it's not just that they're friends it's that they all that uh he also at some level i think loves her that... mm. yeah um there's also that is great um, oh there's the bit where seahawk uh, brings uh Mermista back from the crypt <laughs> back from the brink with the power of being a twit <laughs> and then she she her guards let down by <laughs> utter annoyance you of the first time we met you i love Mermista. she's great <laughs> yes <laughs> it's very it's very good it's a very good moment and and yes. it and, and so part one ends with like everyone's petrified and Horde Prime has unleashed some sort of giant tentacle monster on Adora, um, which leads us into the series. No, finale, it's okay. Let's get which, some oh, quickly. Uh, warning right now, we've only got like nine minutes before Anchor cuts us off, so we may have to start a new recording session. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So first of all, uh, you know it's important because they skipped the intro to have more time for it. Um, yeah. So yeah, Mike is. Yeah, Micah has to. Yeah, Glimmer and Glimmer and Micah are fighting. There's the, the, the like he, he like he starts like yes. calling her like weak and pathetic. That's so good. The mind control. Um, and this is where Glimmer gets her back. My favorite, moment. one of my favorite moments like, is when Hordak parent um, like, betrays Hord. It's, uh, Hord it's such Prime. a great moment. That's um, great. Uh huh. Oh yes, I love that scene. So. Uh, Entrapta, so Entrapta manages to disable the chips and get ev- and get everybody um, get, get everybody back to normal. normal. Yeah. So now everyone can fight the good fight against Horde Prime after Bo gives his uh, ultimate motivational speech. Um, <laughs> it's a very nice moment. And oh, this is where we lead to where leads into uh, Shadow Weaver. Um, okay. Death. So I have seen a great the, the, diversity of opinions about uh, this. Shadow Weaver's dead. Um, good. <laughs> for me personally, I found that catch. I found the scene very sad because oh, Catra okay. and Adora, regardless of the fact that this parent figure was abusive, are still losing someone that was very important to their lives. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I agree I'm not the scene okay. is sad, and I I have a hot take, sad, but at the same time, I'm like Shadow I'm Weaver. Dead. <laughs> she's not a good person, but Shadow Weaver deserves more respect than she gets. You know, I never <laughs> thought, oh, I wish Shadow Weaver would die. Shadow Weaver is a very complex person in that she was bad and is very much irredeemable, but. A good moral question that the series plays with it's is true. okay, this character is irredeemable, but does that mean that they can't still do good? And she, although she knows she can never make it up to the people that she's hurt, continues to try and do good, even though she knows that there's no personal stake in it, redemption wise or otherwise, about forgiveness. And I find that really powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay here's the thing i actually agree with you 100 percent, but i'm also still yeah that was cool <laughs> um i think yeah that was cool um yeah so i also like Dora has been infected because Horde yeah, prime has infected yeah, an etheria and then catra finally catches up with her and yeah, Dora gets infected Catra's, yeah 
and okay okay but uh, mm-hmm. uh right before that can we i i do want to talk about so the hordak like him like telling off horde prime it's a great moment and i was like starting yeah. to slow cap slow slow cap. that's how high plans work immediately you know? horde prime takes oh, up hordak's body and i was like oh crap like yeah, yeah. so great yeah. moments also are I also the like flash the forward a lot of the other characters. when Kashra uh, and Adora are back. like married but, and it's fantastic and it's beautiful even though it only takes up 20 seconds oh, so yeah, Catra comes in board. I'm doing this very quickly because I know we have limited time Catra comes in and yeah. uh gets Adora and then she says to Adora I love you and then Catra and then Adora's like you love me and then Catra's like yeah, you idiot. And then Adora is like, I love you too. And it's a beautiful moment. And then the entire You're conflict is saved through the power of gay. It's through the power of love. <laughs> the power of lesbians. <laughs> yeah. I uh, literally, I wrote down, I wrote down that don't you get it? I love you. I always have. So please. Oh just my God, they were roommates. Stay. Meanwhile, meanwhile historians, uh, straight, straight male historians, is gonna be like, oh, they were roommates. They were very close friends. <laughs> it is. It is canon. Um, yeah, and I, I did write the kit, and they, and they kiss, and I wrote in all caps, Catador is canon. Yeah. The, although there was a, there was a brief moment. Where I was actually really, really scared mm-hmm. because so the kiss happens and there's this blinding light and Shira emerges, but Katra no. is not there. You can't... And for a brief moment, okay. I was so like, this oh show God, is very progressive, solo on and I don't oh think God, anyone no. on the show oh, would pull no. the dead gay trope. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would either. It's just it, it was it was a paranoid yeah. moment for me. You know what's interesting bear. is you, that you um, I would really her, so love like to see did. a show that's just they, about Katra could, and right? Adora and they their could. friends, just <laughs> slice of life. You know, mainly because um, if you look at a show like The Office, all right, that's a, a heterosexual romance that's yeah, developed that's what, over um, several and years and goes into marriage and kids. Spoiler alert! And you never see that. With LGBT characters, it's always them meeting, them falling in love, and then that's it. You know, and I think there is a real hole in media when it comes to this, and I think they could provide that yeah. if they wanted to. So, what are your final thoughts on season five? Okay, so, uh, so to so. so briefly wrapping so to briefly wrap up the horde spire gets what's for and there are all these you know plants around oh wait when did that happen canon everyone the world is finally at peace scorpion perfuma yeah uh yeah there's there's a little moment between them and noel stevenson uh later confirmed that yes they are they are canon they are canonically a couple yeah they're the everyone's reunited it ends peacefully they're about to like go mm-hmm. on a road trip to space. And my final note here is what they don't show you is the scene five minutes later where Spinel brings her injector down to Ethereum. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would really enjoy like the slice of life 
uh, season that Noelle yeah. Stevenson has talked about. She she said she's thought about it, and um, she just wants the ending that meaning season five is great. before she goes through with it. But I would definitely, I definitely agree with you. Final thoughts? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it's great. I loved it. I think it wrapped up the characters really, Although, really well. Um, Glimmer Dora is ending. not canon. It and never was canon, the, and it's every, not a good ship, canon, and I will fight people. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Gl- Glimador. There, there, it is gone. Although, yeah, yeah, um, do you think Hordak entrapped it? Is a thing. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Maybe. I. It's potentially. I don't really know. Like, it. It could be interpreted yes. as like deep friendship, or it could be interpreted as, as I romantic. Agree. Either way, I feel like they are at the very least platonic parents. And uh, I'm so daughter. happy like, that I definitely at least a show that. with LGBT ships way, that are featured and teased very heavily in the show were finally, you know, followed through on, and that's just great, and I love it a lot. Seventeen seconds. Enjoy the apocalypse. Okay, so we only have like a few seconds left, so I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next time. Uh, yeah, enjoy Mortal the Kombat. We'll see you next time for the video game movies episode, or possibly part one of the video game movies episode. And we will see. We'll see y'all later. Bye bye.